Welcome to the Unstoppable Real Estate Agents Podcast. I'm your host and real estate productivity expert, Kim Hughes. Join me as we focus on real strategies and implement real solutions designed for you to achieve major success in your business and life while getting you organized. Hi everybody, in today's podcast, we are going to be talking about your operations manual. Now I know a lot of y'all are probably sitting there thinking, I'm a single agent, I don't need an operations manual, I know how to run my business. Or maybe you're a team and you depend on other people to make sure that things get done on a daily basis, weekly, etc. Or maybe you're a brokerage and you have an outdated operations manual. So today I thought we would talk about this because as we all know, the markets change, real estate changes constantly, technology changes. And so the way we did things two years ago is going to be different than the way we do things now. So I thought this was a good opportunity to go through and just kind of talk about what you need and the, well, the reasons why you need an operations manual and then what should go into one. And as always in the show notes, I go into more detail. So um, always make sure you check out the show notes, print them off if you need to. And that way you kind of have a guideline of what you need to do when you start creating one or updating your current one. So um, the, the first thing I want to talk about is the reasons why you should need one. What are the benefits of having an operations manual? Well, one is, you know, everything is consistent. When your operation manual is up to date and it's current with all the different systems that you have in place, it's going to ensure that you follow, um, you know, your systems in a way that your systems are here, these are your processes, and these are the standards, and this leads to a cohesive brand image. And also, it gives you a higher level of service for your clients. And you may be wondering, how does that benefit my clients? Well, you know, when you have a system in place and you are talking to your buyers, your sellers, you know what that system is. So you can sit down and go over that with them during the presentation. And then you know when you get back to your office, whether you're doing it yourself or you have someone doing it for you, you know that you stand by your word of what you've done. So being consistent with your systems and processes is crucial. And then the efficiency. So when we document your systems and the procedures are streamlined, whether they're daily tasks, weekly, monthly, whatever, um, this is going to reduce the time that you spend on repetitive activities. So the efficiency allows you to focus more on the client and the revenue generating activities to build your business. And so again, you know, when you have more time on your hands, it's because you're more efficient in your daily processes of your, of your business. Um, the quality control, the, you know, the operations manual it will outline your best practices. It'll help you maintain a high standard of service. And this consistency is going to be crucial for building a strong uh, reputation and gaining your client's trust. So when you have quality control and you're very consistent and you're efficient in what you're doing, then your clients respect you for that and they don't see you flying by the seat of your pants, okay? 
So, you know, it makes you more professional, makes you more, you know, you take your business more seriously when you're taking care of your clients because you know that the back office is already running by itself because you have the operations manual. Now, the adaptability can be updated to reflect the change in the industry. Um, maybe it changes because of your market conditions. Maybe it's new, uh, new technology. But allowing you to remain competitive and adaptable to the market shifts is crucial. So think about this because you have to be very flexible when it comes to when the markets change. You should look at your operations manual to make sure that you update it based on that. Um, of course, I can, you know, we're going to talk about time management. You know, once you are organized and you know this, that when you have an organized system, it frees up your brain space so that you can focus on other things that are more important. It's going to give you time back in the day because you're not constantly thinking, oh, when I get back to the office, I have to do ABC. When I have a new listing, I have to do ABC. That's cluttering up your brain. And that takes away from your time management because then you're trying to do everything and you just can't. So make sure that it's, you know, when the operations manual is updated, it's guaranteed that you will have solid operations. Um, a lot of people kind of look at it that they don't need one, but this is why you need it. If you were to track how much time you spend thinking about what all you need to be doing and how do you do that, then if it's in your operations manual, you just know you just open it up and there it is. So be consistent, but also be aware of the time management that you're putting towards your business. And where's that time being spent? And is it quality time? And then, you know, we want to always be able to delegate and scale your business. So whether you have an on-site admin, you have a virtual assistant that's working with you, maybe you have a buyer agent that's helping you with some stuff, you know, this is how it will help you grow. Because when you are delegating, it's taking things off of your plate and you're depending on that other person to handle it for you in the way that you would handle it. And if they don't know how, then guess what they're going to do? They're going to refer to your operations manual. And then, of course, you know, anything that has to do with personal development. You know, the manual can serve as a resource and it can, you know, refine your skills. It can help you create new strategies. Um, it could be where you stay updated on the marketing of the latest trends. And then, of course, contribute um, to the success of you of your business, whether you're a single agent, a team, or a brokerage. This applies to everybody. Whether you're a new agent, you've been in the business 20 years, whatever. Even if you're at the, at the stage of looking at maybe retiring and selling your business, having an operations manual can be really a great tool to implement and promote when you are talking to the person that's interested in buying your business. Hey, I've got an operations manual. Go through it. See what all I have set up. You don't have to learn how to do it because I've done it for you. And then all they have to do is just keep it updated. Okay, so now let's talk about what should go into the operations manual. So I want you to kind of keep in mind that what I'm going to talk about here is, is very general. You're going to probably think of things that you need to add based on your personality, the way you want your business to run, your market, whatever that may be. So just kind of take these into considerations and 
you know, build upon it or take away from it. But I think the first thing you need to make sure of is that you have a couple of things in place. Um, one is where are you going to store your operations manual and are you going to print it? You know, um, so if you're going to store it online, then you're going to need something like Google Drive, Dropbox, um, OneDrive, you know, whatever that is. I always recommend that you put it in one in your um, Google Drive and that way you can just share it. You can do that with the other programs, but Google Drive, pretty much everybody has a Gmail. And so it, it's just an easier way to share it with your staff or your team or whoever is going to be helping you. So that's the first thing I would recommend is think about where are you going to keep it? And then um, you also will benefit from having a video uh, program. So this would be something where like Loom. If you have not heard of Loom, just go to loom.com. It's, it's, it's a really good video um, program so that, you know, if you want to go into your CRM and have it just screen, you know, do a video on your screen and it shows, you know, showing the steps of how to add a lead, how to add somebody to your newsletter, how to um, update their record, you know, whatever that is, sometimes a video would be a lot easier to do and it'll be more efficient. And then that way you can put in your operations manual when it talks about your CRM, you might put C video regarding, you know, CRM lead management or something like that. So just know that video can be a huge benefit to you and it's going to save you time. So kind of look at that. Now Loom is not the only one. There's several others out there, but I always recommend that Loom because it's free and it's easy to learn how to use to record. Um, but just keep in mind that, you know, some things need to be written out, but you can also do a video. Um, so those are the two things that I'm going to recommend. So you probably already have Google Drive. So um, if you have a Gmail account, you have a Google and you just need to kind of think about how do you want that set up, you know, and how do you want it to work when you do um, share that with someone and does that manual make sense to them and, and the videos. So once you've created it, you're always going to prove it. You're going to look at the videos. You might have to edit. You may have to redo them. But once you have them in place, this will give you so much peace of mind. Okay. So here's what I think you should put into your operations manual. And this is what we include when we build them for our clients. So of course, the first thing you want is anything to do with the legal and the ethical um, parts of your business. So we want to make sure that you have all of your standards in the, in the industry in the, in the manual. So we want to cover topics such as, you know, the fair housing laws, disclosure requirements, a conflict resolution. You know, what is it that you need to put in there? Because every state is going to be different, but then you're going to have the national stuff that you need to put in there. And, you know, you may think, mm, you know what, my admin doesn't need to know that. Well, yeah, she does. I think that the more you have the person that's helping you run your business, the more they know about your industry, the better they're going to be able to help you. Um, so then the next one I would recommend is your professional development. So I think this is where you should talk about your ongoing education, your professional growth, you know, um, encourage your team to attend workshops, list them, list webinars, 
um, industry events. You know, maybe um, there's a, a real estate conference that you like to attend every year. Put that in there with the dates. Um, and then that way, everybody that looks at the manual can put it on your calendar. They can put it on their own calendar and stay, in t stay reminded of what's going on there. Um, any designations, certifications. So if you have five certifications or five designations, you want to be able to list them. And what does that designation certification mean? What's the purpose of having it? So you have like CRS, SRES, you know, ABR. So there's a ton of them out there, but you have to know which ones you have. Why do you have it? So, you know, if you're um, SRES, of course, that's the senior. So you want to make sure that you put that in there because not everybody will know what that designation is. So that will keep them from coming to ask you. Even though we have Google and they can Google it, it still needs to be in here by what the designation is and how often do you need to re, uh, renew that, that designation or certification. And it might even be wise to add the link to the pro to the certification or the designation and make sure that you have the login information on your program sheet so that you can keep your profile updated um, a lot of people forget about this so like if you have a crs um, you have a profile page make sure you go in there and you update it i bet you probably if you have never done it then you have missed an opportunity to Give yourself some more recognition on the search engines, linking to your website, put it in your social media. Um, you know, even if people are referring from one CRS to another, if you don't have a profile, then you might have been looked over. So make sure that your all of your designations, if they offer a profile page, to make sure they're updated and when you last updated it. So that's something you would probably look at, you know, maybe every six months. Okay, so then we talk about the technology and the tools. Um, so this is where you're going to go into detail of what technology tools that you have in place that helps you run your business. So this could be things like your CRM. Um, what listing platforms do you use? Is there Zillow, Realtor.com? You know, um, I think there's iHomeBinder, Smart Home. You know, there's... Um, there's so many that you could probably put into this that also probably want to put into your listing presentation. But you also want to know how do you access these programs and then what do they need to, what do these programs serve? You know, so for example, why, why does it syndicate to Zello? Well, if you're hiring someone that's never been in the real estate industry, they don't understand that. So this is where it would be really good for you. But also, I'm going to just make a side note here. The other reason why you need an operations manual is, you know, something happened to you and you are run, you're the you're, you're the head honcho of your company, then if something happened to you and somebody needed to get into your business to make sure everything is still running while you're, you know, recuperating, whatever that may be, then this is another reason to have it. Um, you know, if something happens, you know, like I always say, if I get hit by a bus, 
my operations manual, all they need to do is the designated person, my husband, you know, my kids, my assistants, all they need to do is look at my operations manual and look at my program sheet to know how to get into things and what do I have. So that's another reason. So that's just a little side note there. Um, but look at all of the tools. So like you might have Canva, you might have a virtual tour program, you might have single property websites, you might have, um, you know, of course your website, um, social media platforms. These are all the tools that you use in your business. So anything that you have, you need to make a list of it. And what does, what purpose does it serve? Okay. You don't have to go into great detail. You can maybe just make a list and say my social media platforms and put a list and then make a note, say see program sheet for login information. That way you don't have it all sitting out there for everybody to see. Okay, then we wanna talk about administrative procedures. So this is where it's really gonna come in handy. So you want to document the administrative responsibilities and why it's necessary for running your business. Make sure to break these down into, um, break down the task and then the details that go with that task. So it's like a step-by-step. -step. So this is going to help the new person or the current person in this position help you run your business more effectively. So again, if they don't know, they just don't know. So make sure that they understand what their responsibility is of taking care of for you and all so that you can let it go, okay? So that's kind of like delegating. Um, another thing that I have found that is really helpful is, you know, and this may just be for you, but if you have a team, this could be beneficial. So it could be something like your negotiation techniques. Um, you know, keep up with how you negotiate offers, the counter offers, the terms of sale. You know, everything is gonna change. You know, the way we negotiated a contract two years ago is totally different than what we're doing now. So kind of keep that updated and that kind of helps others, you know, like I said, if you have a team, it kind of helps them understand the negotiation techniques that they can look at and go over with you. Um, of course, you want systems and processes. Um, this is where, you know, in your CRM, how do you add a lead? How do you add a new contact? Um, how do you update a contact? Um, what type of contact is this? You know, is it a new lead? Where did they come from? You know, what program did, were they referred? Did you meet them at a restaurant? You know, that whole thing needs to be written down. Um, then if it's a referral, well, who did they get referred by? I mean, who referred them to you? So that is a system. Then a past client, that is another system. So you have to understand that every little area of your business is a system. And then we just have to create the process of how you manage it. Okay. Um, we can go into more than that in a, in a minute, but the other thing is your market research. So you need to kind of go in there and talk about how you um, conduct a thorough market research to understand what the local real estate trends are, the property values, the competitive analysis. Um, this information is crucial for setting accurate prices and when you're talking to your clients. So this is something that you would probably put in your listing presentation, but you also need to make sure that if somebody can run those comps for you, they need to know how to do that. You cannot assume 
um, your admin person to go in and to the MLS and know what comps to pull. So you kind of have to give them those guidelines so that they can make sure that when they do that, you know, it's done in an effective way and then it saves time for you. So all you have to do is review, review them and then take them with you to the listing appointment. So, um, like I said, you know, we talked about the CRM, you know, make sure that it's broken down by category. Um, then your marketing. So you have a whole bunch of features for online marketing. So we want to make sure you have um, a system on how to log into the website. Um, how do they update your information? How do they add a blog? How do they add a new page to your website? So these are the things that you need to kind of, you know, outline. And that could be like a one-time thing unless the program, the website updates, because hopefully you're not changing websites every year. You know, once you get a really good website in place, you should just expand on it. And I know I have a lot of uh, clients, to, you know, come to me and say, you know, I'm just not generating the leads. Well, it's because you're not marketing the website. So don't let that pass you by. So not only are you teaching that person how to manage the website, but also how to market it, okay? Um, then your social media marketing. So again, this is all of the platforms that you use. What is your strategy? What is your calendar? What is it you post, you know, and how do they do that? Um, your newsletters. You know, so if you're sending out a monthly newsletter, hopefully it's a customized newsletter. So what is that process going to look like? And then we have direct marketing. Now this is where you, you choose your farm areas, you know, and you create postcards or whatever that may be to promote yourself in your direct market. So what's that process going to look like needs to be written down. And if there's marketing pieces that go with it, then we need to put in that manual where those are so that that person can help you, you know, go get it, update it, get it ready to mail out. And then you've got to explain how you handle the mail out procedure. So, you know, having all of this written down is going to save you so much time. Yeah, you're going to put in a little effort to create it, but you don't have to create it in one day. It could be created, you know, I would say, you know, over a couple of months, you know, just when you have some free time or make the time and block that time on your calendar. Um, so then we talk about the listing and how you market your properties. So you should have a whole system on once you get the phone call that you have an appointment with a seller, what happens, you know, take them through that. So that's pre-listing. And then once you get the listing, what happens? What are those steps? What are those processes? What are those uh, programs? You know, what is it that you do and be very detailed because if you overlook something and somebody's stepping in to help you, they're going to overlook it because again, if they don't know, they just don't know. Um, so then if you have an open house, you know, what is your system for that? Um, if you're doing a coming, you know, coming soon, a just listed, a just sold, what are those processes going to look like? Um, you know, how do you keep your clients updated? So for example, your seller, you know, they should be getting a report from you every week on what's going on with the marketing and what are the analytics and what is the showing feedback, etc. So what is that process going to look like? When is it going to go out? Is it going to be emailed? Is it going to be a phone call? What are you going to do? Um, 
that's really important because that should be part of your marketing strategy, which should be part of your listing presentation because sellers today want to know what's going on with my property. Um, when you work with a buyer, now, you know, you have a buyer process. You've got to onboard them. You have to get certain information from them so that you can set them up on the searches that meet their criteria. You've got to make sure that they sign the buyer representation form. You know, so there's a whole system for that. So what is your system when you get a new buyer? What is that onboarding system going to look like? Now, let's talk about the transaction. Now this is really important. To me, this is probably the most important piece of the whole system is when you have a buyer that goes under contract, what is your system? When you have a seller, what is that system? Um, you need to cover the, the contracts. So if you're just a single you know, family um, realtor, you should have this down. If you also do commercial, you should have a process for the commercial. You should have a process for rental, whatever it is, property management, whatever that you're doing in your business, break it down. So when it comes to the transaction side, you need to cover um, the different types of contracts. Um, you need to, you know, maybe even put in, you know, samples of purchase agreements, your rental leases, your disclosures, all of that stuff. That way, if your admin is coming in and she doesn't understand that, she can see what it looks like and how it's filled out, okay? So it could be a sample or it could be an actual contract that you've done and use that as an example. But make sure that you provide a step-by-step -step guide on how you want that transaction handled. So this is from the time you go under contract to the closing table. Um, you should have a checklist already, but if you don't, this is something you need to put in place because not only will it help you, if you are a one man show, you won't forget things. Um, if you have somebody doing them, then you can just hand that over to them. So like when we work with our transaction clients, first thing we're going to ask them is, do you have a transaction checklist? And if they say no, then we're going to create one for them. And then we're going to customize it based on what they need. So this is something that you should have so that when somebody is stepping in to help you, you already have this and have this done because anybody that comes to me wanting us to manage their contracts win brownie points for having a checklist because most agents don't have it because they just say, oh, I've just got it up in my head. Well, when you have it in your head, it's going to get something that's going to get missed. Okay. So make sure you have your transaction system very structured, very organized. And then I mentioned earlier about your lead generation system. You know, what is that system going to look like on how you generate leads and where do you generate leads from? You know, is it social media? Is it um, real estate platforms like Realtor.com, Zillow, um, your website, your franchise, you know, um, do you do ads? You know, what is it that you're doing to generate leads? And you need to put that in there so that you know how to check for those leads if they don't automatically populate into your CRM. Um, and you need to look at that in your CRM because most CRMs will integrate with some of these programs. So if they do, you need to mention that. 
and then make that list of what integrates and what doesn't. So what needs to be checked on a manual basis on a daily, and then what needs to be checked into the CRM to make sure that everything is flowing in there correctly and the leads are being responded to in a timely fashion. Now, when we talk about past clients, um, you know, this is a whole system. So once they have closed that property and walked out of, you know, whether at the title company, wherever they are, you know, what happens? Because the minute they sign the dotted line, they now become a past client. So, you know, what does your system look like? And if you don't have one, you need to create one because past clients are a great referral um, system for you. So, you know, they should get the uh, request for a testimonial and the links to all the programs where they can go click and post those testimonials, whether it's social media, Google business, you know, whatever. And then you, how do you put it on your website? Um, what email sequence are they going to go on? Do they get your newsletter? Um, are you following them on social media? And then, um, you know, are they going to be on a birthday card, home anniversary? What does that look like? You know, so again, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to get you to think very detailed here. Okay. And then we want to talk about how you work with your vendors. Do you have a vendors list? Is it in your manual? And then how do you work with just business to business, right? So, you know, dry cleaners, you know, how do you, and I'm using them as an example, but you know, they're not really a vendor, but they could be, but you know, who owns that dry cleaning? That's probably a local business. So you should know who owns that and how are you, um, corresponding with them? Are they in your database? Do they go in your database? You know, so there's some things there that you could look at and create depending on if you really want to get involved with the business to business in your community, which I highly recommend. And then we have the financial management side. This is everybody's favorite. And this is where you need to have a system of what comes in, what goes out, um, what credit card, I mean, um, what programs have your credit card? When does that credit card update? Make sure that you put that into the manual so that it goes on the calendar so it doesn't get forgotten. Um, how are you paid in your commissions? Who's receiving these monthly statements? Um, who's keeping track of your expenses? What is the process to get your financial documents in order to turn over to your CPA? And let me just say this, if you are, if you really focus on putting your financial um, management in place, you will find that you will be on time in getting your um, statements and everything to your CPA the first of the next year. You will file your taxes by April 15th and that will avoid any um, extensions, any um, fees that you have to pay because you filed that extension. You know, this is money you don't need to spend. You just need to be very organized. And if you're doing that, then your CPA should be able to get your taxes done, paid and um, filed by April 15th. Now, another thing here is because you are self-employed, you need to make sure that you are paying your quarterly taxes based, and that number comes from the previous year of your income. So we always look at it in my business as, okay, what did we make last year? What were we paying last year? Because I would rather pay a little more each quarter so that I'm not penalized at the end of the year because I didn't pay enough each quarter. 
So kind of talk to your CPA about how that works and then who's going to help you with that so that you don't forget to pay those quarterly taxes. Okay, so the last thing that I think you probably should put in there is how do you hire? You know, right now you may be a single agent and you are not in a position to hire anybody. But let's say that's your goal, that you want to hire, you know, an on-site or you want to hire a VA, you want to build a team, you want to own a brokerage. Okay, well, what is that all going to look like? You know, how, what is it that you're going to do in the steps to promote that position interview for that position, and then hire for that position. So this is going to be a really good area for you because this would always um, complement your policy and procedure manual. So make sure that you just have everything in order. You know, I'm sure I've missed something that should probably go into an operations manual, but these are the things that I think are the most important. So just remember that when you're creating yours, kind of go with these guidelines, but then know that this is just to kind of help prompt you of what you want in yours. But the key to having a successful operations manual is going to be the details, okay? You cannot just say, I have CRM system for my past clients, my leads, my businesses, etc. It's break it down by category, break it down by type, and then what are they doing? What are you sending them? You know, so it's not just black and white, it's this whole other area of gray that you gotta kind of fill it in. So these are the things that I also want you to kind of think about to kind of just close this all together is also create a page maybe and put this on the second page or the third page of your manual and what do you do on a daily basis what do you do on a weekly what do you do on a monthly what do you do on a quarterly and what do you do that's yearly and when you break all that down that will help you kind of think about all the systems that go in place right so hopefully this is helpful to you. I think an operations manual is, um, it, it just helps you stay on, stay on track. It helps you stay focused and it helps you with every part of your business when you kind of are running by the seat of your pants and you're like, oh gosh, did I remember to do everything on that listing? You can open up your manual, look at it. Yep, I got it. Oh, I forgot that. So kind of look at it that way. And, you know, I kind of challenge you that here we are in August. Um, you know, so, you know, if you could have this ready by January 1st, I think it'd be great. Um, that's a good goal. I think it gives you plenty of time to start getting it ready and just put it all together and then you have it done. And then you can check that box off of, you know, being another, you know, another thing that you had to do as a business owner that people don't talk about. You know, a lot of people just don't talk about the business side of your of your real estate. So that's what we're trying to do is help you run a more efficient business, make it more organized so that you can stay focused on the, the big picture. So that's what I've got for you today. If you have any questions about it, you're welcome to call us, um, email us, text us, Facebook us, private message, direct message, whatever you need. And we'll be more than happy to schedule a call with you and um, go over some of the things that you might have questions about. So thank you so much. Go out and have a great day and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.